Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Badger Bonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Hello. 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 Woo. What's up, friends? How's it going? It's great. It's, it's been minutes since we last spoke. Yeah. Minutes. Little production secret. Sometimes we record shows two at a time. We probably mentioned that before, but yeah. You know, just so you know. Today is one of those days. It is. Because this is the last time you will hear my voice, dear listeners, in Sweden. Woo. Can you do a Swedish accent? No, please don't. Why why not? That just seems I can't. I'm bad at accents anyway. Okay. But um there is one thing and that a lot of Swedish people in the Swedish language, so this is language specific. This is not Swedish people trying to speak English or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. they do a great job. They're very like yeah, that's true. I mean, yes, obviously Swedish people speak speak impeccable English. Yeah, but um, when you speak Swedish, the Y's are very pronounced. So like when you go go to a store, you say hey to people, but you say hey. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 okay. So the hey of the hey of America, you know, of English American, you know, dialect English is a lot different than the hey of Sweden. Oh, that is interesting. And it's probably spelled H-E-J. It is, yes. Or something like that. Yeah. In Swedish. Good times, man. This so is you, lear- a, you learn something. You on, learn things yeah. from this podcast we do. That's right. Uh um yeah i have nothing <laughs> i'm not i'm not interesting at all <laughs> uh, there must be something about you that's interesting that we could no my most interesting fact is that i have a podcast oh well that's pretty interesting <laughs> somebody asked me yesterday like why i wasn't signed up for a couple things and i was like uh bitch please i'm like a full-time med student and i have a podcast what more do you want from me (laughs) signed up for what whatever yeah what else what would you yeah it's very specific too oh something specific why aren't you signed up for this thing yeah that i like a few specific things and i was like uh i like first of all okay so maybe this will be our thing so Oh, you know the Myers-Briggs test? Yeah. So the last letter, the P or J, um, so J, judges and perceivers. So judges are like, like to have like a plan, like to have like, to know what's going on, like to like make plans early. And then perceivers are like very fly by the seat of your pants type people, like kind of disorganized. I am very, very, very much a P. Yeah. I like, I cannot, I hate being tied down to something like months or weeks in advance. Yeah. I like am very much a like, hey, the like two hours before, like, hey, let's go do this thing. No, I totally I I'm there. So that what is like, you guys is Myers Briggs. I can't remember um, mine other than I am an E N F P. Hmm. Or an E N T P, depending on the day. E being Extrovert. F. So it's E or I, so extrovert or introvert. Okay. And then N or S, which is sensing versus intuition is that right 
And then T and F is thinking or feeling, and then P and J are perceiving and judging. So, so you're E and F. F or T, P. So I, I switched you back stra- and forth. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. So for, I guess we should probably explain. So the E, so extrovert are like people who, I mean, people mostly know what this means, but extroverts are people who like gain energy from being around others. Um, like at the chorus sense, I think. And whereas like introverts are people who like gain energy by like alone time and like mm-hmm. being alone. Um, not that they like can't, you know, like obviously extroverts can like spend time alone and introverts can spend time with people. No, it's just, it's. It's just like spectrum that varies also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then N and S. So that's, this is the one I have the hardest time with, but I think it's like how you like to take in information or like how you like to learn about the world. Right. Like sensing is like with specific sensory characteristics. Well, you're almost, I don't really understand. Is it almost like uh, uh, being empirical about the world? You know, basically. Maybe. Yeah. Whereas like intuition, I don't know. You're, you're more comfortable um, sort of, I mean, it's almost like uh, you're more comfortable intuiting stuff about the world than you are, um, you know, investigating or gathering information. So it refers to how people process data. Sensing people focus on the present, their here and now, their factual and process information through the five senses. Mm -hmm. Um, Intuitive people focus on the future and the possibilities. They process information through patterns and impressions they read between the lines and are abstract thinkers. Oh, okay. yeah, I think N yep. describes me That's better. me too. And then the F and the T, so that's thinking versus feeling. So um, that is like how you make decisions. So basically, do you make decisions based on like logic or like based on emotion? Um, which this is why I go back and forth because depending on what the decision is, like I will, I can like make a very logical decision, but like there's some decisions where I will definitely like go with my gut. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Based on what you're telling me, I feel like you and I are copacetic in the, in in the Myers-Briggs. I I have taken it, but I can't for the life of me remember. Guess what mine is. What's what's yours, Corbin? (laughs) Uh, I think it is I, mm, N, are you an N? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, F, J. I am an INTJ. Oh, yeah. T and Which, F, I could see both. Fun fact you. is the rarest of the personality types, especially for women. Wow. Interesting. We knew you were a rare flower. I think 0.8% of the population. I think ENTP is the second rarest because that's what I was in college and they said it was like super rare too. Um, fun fact, me and Adam are exact opposites on everything. <laughs> it's probably good. Eh, it depends on the day. I mean, <laughs> you compliment each other, right? Yeah. That's the charitable way of looking. Yeah. Of looking at that. It's so. I have a feeling my wife and I are completely opposite. Yeah. It's really interesting because like, so my roommate in college was a definite J and I'm a definite P. And that is like where all of our strife as roommates came from was that. (laughs) But like Adam is a J and we like don't really have issues with that part of our relationship. Well, it's a Yahoo Answers episode, guys. Yes. Woo. I could I have I have one to start off with. Well, I just want to say I was telling Corbin and Dave this before we started, but Yahoo Answers just like is such a sad, scary place. Yeah. It, it's just like 
Ugh. I was just like looking for the. If you go deep enough into Yahoo Answers, it actually doesn't take going very deep into Yahoo Answers to discover the dark side. Yeah. Which, to be honest, is filled with people who are suicidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or or like hate other people. Like hate other people. And so it's kind of it's kind of a problem. So yeah, I think it's best that we acknowledge that. But I will also say though, like if you look at any of the like pregnancy or like whatever anything related to like women's health related questions, they are all just like it just like makes me so sad for like the state of our education. Right, that's the other bad side it's of it. Just, is that, yeah, is that you know it's it's filled with people who have maybe they just have no other place to go to for this for yeah, their questions. I don't know. I mean, everybody thinks up dumb questions once in a while, right? Like that's yeah. just part of the. Yeah. You know, if you don't have information, you're gonna ask dumb questions. That's true. Um, so you can start, Dave. All right. Well, let's start with uh, this one. How can I get? This is from the women's health section. Mm. How can I get my vagina to taste better? I want my vagina to taste like maraschino cherries. <laughs> But I am unsure on how to achieve that. That's oddly specific. So specific. I found out recently that I eat, if I eat up if I eat enough grape tomatoes, I start to taste like one too. Oh. But of course, that was over a period of a couple of days. If I eat a few cherries a day, can I start to taste like one? Um, I do not know the answer to this question. I mean, it's common knowledge that what you eat can if can affect how Your you taste fluids. down there, male or female. Yeah. Um, I don't, this seems like, it does seem very oddly specific, it, you know. Yeah, maraschino cherry I can't help them with that. It's just like <laughs> such a specific taste. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's really funny though. I, if you're listening out there, um. We don't know. Whatever your name is. Um, you know, get in touch with us. Tell us how your experiments work out. But, uh. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's possible to taste like maraschino cherries. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my reputation on the line here and say it's just not possible. I mean, if you did taste like maraschino cherries, a, you'd have to have a ton of sugar in your hoo ha. Yeah. In your vagina. Yeah, that's true. And B, that would probably cause major problems in your uh, in your flora. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, it would. Your yeast would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited. So, uh... And the last thing you want is happy yeast. No, yeah, you want sad yeast. You want minimal yeast. Yeah. Happiness. Uh... I love this answer. Place the cherries down there. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. Yeah. Definitely pineapple. Somebody that. suggested pineapple, which makes some sense if... if I've heard that um, for male... For like semen making oh. it taste better. Okay. But a ton of how would pineapple help her achieve her goal of tasting like a maraschino cherry? That's I think also probably, my question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Is okay. there something about pineapple I don't know? <laughs> I don't it's very know. sweet. Uh, very sweet. Okay. Have you ever, have you ever burned your mouth on significant quantities of pineapple? Yes. Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Gotten chemical it's burns It's the bromelain, isn't it? When I, I lived like in the Dominican eat. Republic, we ate a lot of pineapple. Yeah. Also, we had to be careful of this. When we lived in Niger, me and Corbin ate a lot of mangoes. Mm. That just reminded me of that. Those were good. <laughs> oh, fun fact about mangoes, you can't, if you're allergic to... <coughs> poison ivy. Poison ivy. Can't peel mango. 
Yeah, so mango skins and poison ivy have the same compound that causes the like itchiness. Oh. Or it's not the same. It's like related enough that if you have recently had like a poison ivy outbreak, you'll be like very sensitive to the mango skin. I mean, everybody's quote unquote allergic oh. to pineapple to some I mean allergic to uh, poison ivy. Poison ivy to some extent. That's I why mean, poison ivy is a not problem. Everyone, but a lot of people. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if you like. Well, there's some if people who had who, a exposure, I guess, is what it should. And have there said. are some people, but there are some people who are like deathly allergic to poison ivy. Sure, too. sure. So it's like a diff- yeah, it's like a varying scale. But yeah, if you've had a recent exposure, okay. Um, or I'm sure if you like handled it enough, Dave doesn't it. sound like he believes us. I believe. I, I, hey, who am I to? to <laughs> We're the doctors here. Yeah, Dave. I mean, I'm just a guy. <laughs> who knows? Who, who You're knows? Some a, dude. I'm just some dude who knows a small number of facts. Should I, mean, I tell you about the podcast I listened to where one guy's a lawyer and the other guy, so their tagline is, I'm a lawyer and a dude, and the other guy's like, and I'm just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, Andrew tag. asked me the other day what yeah. you did, Dave, and I was like, he's the podfather. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not but, in like, what does he even do, but like out of curiosity. Many like, people, yeah. whenever I try to. When it, people often ask me this question because they're very confused about what my mm-hmm. job like is. Why you work at a Why school? do I work here? <laughs> and I totally, I totally get that. I Maybe do, you should explain if I, you want to. I do, I do uh, several things that don't seem to fall under a category. For instance, I do web design. I do graphic design. I do um, podcast. I do. Uh, I help uh, you know with sort of paperwork aspects of both the dean's office and the writing and humanities program. Um, but you could never really, I don't think you could squish those down into a job description, like a job, a job title really, other than something that's very general and says nothing. Yeah. So, well, we are glad that you're here obviously, cause we wouldn't have this podcast without you. I do my best. I do you do awesome. Do you have another? Uh, I do have another question. Yeah. Okay. This one is just like, okay, I'll just read it. So it's from, uh, Jonathan. Zero mm. percent best answers. So. Oh, Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan. He's not. A, he's not strong in the answering. No, he's not. Okay. How do I convince my wife that I want to have twins? <laughs> well. What? <laughs> what I, is this? A, is this a thing? Generally, you have a choice in. Like today. I'm, First of all, honey. Today I'm pumping out twins. We want to have twins. You- First of all, how do you convince your wife? You just tell her that you want to have twins. You wanting something has nothing to do with whether it will happen or not. <laughs> You say, wife, I want to have twins. And she says, well, okay, that's not how that works. <laughs> I, got, I got twins on my mind, baby. And then also, yeah. That should like, be enough to make it happen. This isn't even a, like, how can I, like, guarantee that we, like, conceive twins? It's just, like, a how do I, t- how do I broach the subject with my wife that I think twins are a good idea? It's a sensitive topic. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. But this is where, like, you can't read, like, too many of the answers because people are like, twins are more dangerous and you're evil for wanting to, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, dude, people, calm down. <coughs> like, have I ever in my life been like, oh, yeah, having twins would be cool. Two babies for, like, one pregnancy. That worked, you know? Like, I don't think anyone has ever, like, not been mesmerized by the idea of twins. But- All right, right, right. But, but let's, let's, let's try to give this, this person the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Maybe she's already having twins. And uh, she's concerned that he's not okay with it. Oh, yeah. See, there are no additional details. All there is. See, that's the problem so. with these. Sometimes is, yeah. is you don't get much more than the I would question. say make the supportive gesture of some sort. Yeah. Yes. Like, 
build two cribs. Yes. Or so you know. Or buy like two cribs. <laughs> yeah. In the case of or set them up. I build mean. two cribs. You know. You will set them up. I mean. Or buy two onesies that say "I love you, mom." Right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. There. My my my. Yeah. It's it's another problem with Yahoo Answers. Is it not a lot of effort goes into the <laughs> Being creation of the question in order to, you know, yeah, make one's meaning clear. So, um. This is from Yahoo Answers Anonymous. Would it be safe if a 60 plus year old woman? Question mark. That is the question. <laughs> and then no. under further details, it says gave birth to quadruplets via in vitro fertilization. 60 plus? Update. Theoretical stats. Woman is Caucasian, 5'6", 120 pounds. Wow. Update two. What about quintuplets, sextuplets, septuplets, and Jesus. octuplets? Jesus Christ. Why are you wishing on this, on this poor lady? This poor hypothetical woman. Uh, Very specific hypothetical stats. Yeah, I know. Although they're kind of averagey, I guess. So maybe they just... Yeah, a white things. woman, 5'6", 120 pounds. Yeah, yeah. that's very average. Um, Depends what you mean by average. Anyway, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, from my limited experience, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you are correct. Um, my favorite. This is not the top answer, but it's the second top answer, and it's my favorite. It says carrying quadruplets isn't quote unquote safe for anyone, which yeah. is true. Yeah, that is very true. It is not fun. Um, okay, so I know that like technically you can you know have like a intrauterine pregnancy after menopause like you would have i think you would have to take a lot of hormones to like sustain that pregnancy though yeah like it would not be through any of your body's own you know like you would have to produce basically like your own progesterone and stuff because your ovaries like don't have a corpus luteum that's producing progesterone if you are having an in vitro fertilization i don't know corbs you took rei do you know any more about that so like if you are so like 60 so if you're like postmenopausal, could you sustain an in vitro pregnancy yeah you just have to have a lot of hormones yeah but what so they have to be though, like exogenous do you think though that there like would be a point at which you've been like so far so you okay so what i'm like trying to get at is you know how like in the first and second trimesters of pregnancy we can't use oxytocin because the oxytocin receptors haven't developed to induce labor yet yeah so like what i'm saying is like is there a point at which the uterus has been so far removed from any like progesterone or estrogen effects that like it just doesn't even work anymore even if we give it exogenously like it would never be able to take advantage of oxytocin i have no well, idea i mean there definitely are cases of women who have like had IVF pregnancies well after menopause. Yeah. They, I don't know though, because like in the US, it's not ethical to do something like that. Right. So, I mean, but I guess I we don't can know that give women with postmenopausal so, bleeding progesterone and it has an effect. That, I mean, I think, I don't think that the receptors get downregulated or anything yeah. like that. No. I think, I mean, not that I know of. I mean, or that there's anything I've ever read about yeah. it. Like, I think it's more just like it poops out, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I, not I, literally out of your rectum. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes you got a rectus seal going on. 
Um, but I, my answer to this would be no, it is not safe. Yeah. I think that's just a good... Just, just a good rule of thumb. Uh, all right. This question... When you, when, you, when you said poops out, of course, that immediately brought to mind a, uh, a, a hypothetical job that my wife and I have often tossed around, which is that of rectition. So there are enough problems with things like fecal incontinence and, and, and prolapse and things like that. Mm-hmm. There should be a job, much like an optician, but a rectician who can fit you with appliances or whatever that would that would help with your uh, with your rectal problem. Think about that, country. Wait. Like, what are you talking? Like, I don't, I'm very confused. <laughs> like, are you talking about someone who like helps you like maintain better control of your sphincter? Just someone who you know, uh, you know, like you go to the optician, you get some eyeglasses, right? Yeah. Maybe after you've seen the ophthalmologist. Yeah. But then, if you are a rectician. You know, you would, you would, you know, why couldn't there be a rectician who does something similar, but for your butt? There are. Are there? Yeah, there are medical reps from like companies. So this is like a thing that that we deal with in Eurogyne a lot. So people who have like, uh, like rectal incontinence or like fecal incontinence. Yeah. So like because of dysregulated sphincter activity. Mm-hmm. So basically you have two sphincters in your anus, like one internal, one external. And if they're dysregulated, they're like opening at different time, opening, closing at the wrong, at different, at the wrong times. Yeah. And so it causes like retention or like incontinence. And there are biofeedback, like ex- there. So there's like exercises you do of like kind of like kegels, but like for your anal sphincter muscles but like there's biofeedback machines that like allow you to like so biofeedback is this idea that like you're doing something and you're receiving immediate feedback on like whether it worked or not right and so there are like machines that you use to like train your anal sphincter like retrain your anal sphincter muscles to like work correctly i i I didn't know any of yeah there are also these things for vaginal like kegel kegel exercises Mm. there's like biofeedback devices but are they called rectitions no they're called uh doctors (laughs) no well doctors and uh like a rep for like the company they're like you know like product rep yeah i think they should be called a rectitian i thought you were gonna talk about like people who like specialize in like care of the rectum and i was gonna be like dave that's that's called a proctologist (laughs) so you want to know how i know i don't think a proctologist is actually a thing i think they would just be like gi specialists right but in the mask the jim carrey movie the mask Uh there's like this scene where he goes to this uh garage that's like fixing his car um when he is in the mask and he like fuck shit up basically and the next morning this guy like has a muffler sticking into his butt and the guy the like copper like ambulance person is like have a proctologist standing by <laughs> and that's like where i first learned what a proctologist was proctologist. i'm like i don't think that's a real thing oh boy okay. all right i i have a serious question okay uh please help no one is answering my question can a female get rid of her uti just by drinking lots of water and cranberry juice uh, my best, uh, my female best friend has a condition where her immune system is so weak she gets a lot of illnesses. Uh, apparently, she's also allergic to penicillin. Her body has become resistant to other antibiotics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I told her if she drinks a lot of water and cranberry juice that the bad bacteria will be flushed out and she'll recover. So this is something I hear a lot. Cranberry juice, mm-hmm. water can help with UTIs. 
Yeah. So this, I mean, this is a pretty good question, actually. Yeah. Um. So first of all, uh, I will say that this is like a common thing for people. You know, people who are like resistant to multiple antibiotics and like how's all that crap going on. Uh, this is also like a very common like mm, myth, if you want to call it that. So based on the data that I've seen. Yes, drinking lots of water helps clear an infection faster. I'm not sure though. This is this is like my question that I don't know. Maybe Corbin knows more, but I'm not sure if that's because like it helps get the bacteria out because like obviously the bacteria are like on the cells of your bladder. Like that is why they're causing like you pain. It's not like they're just like floating around in your urine because that would imply that like every time your bladder empties, it's like you know, yeah. then all the bacteria should leave. But I think it just like does flush them out. But also like if you're better hydrated, your like immune system can like work better. And also if you're taking an antibiotic, then you're like better hydrated. So there's like more circulating, you know, more of it to go around, I guess. I don't know. What do you think, Corbin? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, we tell people that cranberry juice, you know, helps and I we do. This is I didn't even get to this part of the question. Because I don't think we, I have never heard a doctor tell people that cranberry juice helps to treat. I've only heard well, it helps for prevention. I think it's for symptoms. Maybe, but I don't has, know. But it doesn't make your bladder numb. Numb. We've got some, uh, got some controversy here on the, uh, on the Vagabonds. So yeah. what I've heard is that the amount of cranberry, I think, I don't even remember what it is in cranberry juice, but I know, first of all, that if you are, you should be drinking like cranberry juice, not cranberry juice cocktail, because that has a ton of sugar. In yeah. It. Yeah. And, and that, I got to tell you, I've, I have drinking, drunk mm -hmm. cranberry juice, like straight cranberry juice. Yeah. Not exactly the kind of thing that is enjoyable to drink. Because uh, yeah. it's super sour. But yeah, I guess you could mix it with diet soda or something like that. And that would probably... Cut it. Cut it uh, a bit. Looks like there's limited evidence about it. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like if you have bacteria in your urine, the only way you're going to get rid of it is if you have an antibiotic. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that I know um, this is like for sure backed by evidence. So vitamin C taking like like eating fruits and vegetables that are high in vitamin C or taking like a supplement helps in the prevention of UTIs um, because it acidifies urine and so it makes it like a more inhospitable place for bacteria to live. So like when I had, when I was on Eurogyne and we had patients with like chronic UTIs, we would recommend that they like drink lots of water and then take like a vitamin C supplement. And I have also heard that like some cranberry supplements do a similar thing. But like the amount of cranberry juice you have to drink to get like enough to make an effect is like a ridiculous amount of cranberry juice. So I think that's why. Here's another question. Mm. Were you going to say something, Corbs? No, I was okay. just. This is another fun Swedish thing that people do. There's a lot of mm in agreement, but also people <gasps> inhale really quickly as a sign of agreement. It's kind of interesting. As a sign of agreement. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I would almost, I mean. Like, or like acknowledgement. I would almost think like, that's a sign of alarm. Yeah, I know. That's, but it's not. Interesting. Here. Interesting. A, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, very, it threw me off at first. I was like, why are you gasping? You're like, oh, yeah. my yeah. God. 
Wow. That's super interesting. All right. Here's a, here's a question. Um, I think my mother saw my vibrator. Oh, I just saw this one. <laughs> she walked into my room and it was sitting on my desk. Today I was about to open the fridge and she told me to wash my hands. I'm so embarrassed, but this is my only stress reliever. Hey, let your free play fly. That's what I have to say. Totally. Um, I like how this I is like not even a question. So whatever. I mean, I think it would be a little weird. If your mom was like touching it and shit, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this is like not a question at all. This is like purely a statement. Yeah, <laughs> I think like my not, mother saw my vibrator. It's not like what do it's I do? It's got a question mark on the end. That's that's oh, that means nothing. <laughs> that's the definition of question. Also, the whole like wash my hands thing is just like so rare. Like we do not know that these two things are like linked in time, or like your mom could have just like just been telling you to wash your hands, like right, because <laughs> she's your mom. Yeah, and now that you're like on alert, because you're a little embarrassed it's like oh that must be about the vibrator but maybe oh yes i found the best answer to this question though yeah uh it is from yahoo answers user glory jesus okay. and it says masturbation is a sin and sex toys are obscene it's a good thing your mother caught you get rid of the filthy thing <laughs> yes <laughs> and that is my official hard to believe that question. with her username uh <laughs> she would take that position oh so good yeah Hey, I don't know. Is masturbation ever mentioned in the Bible? I have no idea. I don't really know either. She has it, seven, she has 7% best answers though. So I mean. Well, she's got some cred. 7% <laughs> cred. I, I don't know. Just reading the first like 10 Yahoo Answers on the homepage. I think that Yahoo Answers is a very conservative uh, Yeah, place. I know. I got that from my brief read of it too. Ooh, there's comments on this comment. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, I have another one. Go. This one is great. <laughs> I just, like, can't with this question. Okay. No. It is from Yahoo Answers user Big Juicy Butt. Okay. <laughs> with two T's. Already. Okay. I like it. <laughs> the question is, do you have baby-making hips? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the phrase. It's so funny. Do you have baby-making? He's just taking a survey. Yeah. True or false? <laughs> You have baby making. Also, hips. your hip size has nothing to do with making a baby. It. I think she, he's looking for the term birthing hips. Baby having, baby <laughs> like, expelling hips. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's so stupid. Here's, <laughs> the best answer is yes, but I don't plan on making any babies, <laughs> which is in, in fact the best answer to this question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I think this is so funny, but it is. No, it's it's brilliant. Uh, this person said, we all have hips, so what exactly are you talking about? I've got four adult daughters, and my normal adult bodies, my normal adult size body is 5'4", 110 pounds. Like, thank you for wow. answering this, like, very specifically. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Here's a question. Yes. Are vaginas magical? Yes. Yeah. That is the answer. Is there anything more? No. <laughs> they just want to know. Our vagina is magical. Well, the answer is yes. Yeah, a couple, yes. Couple, couple they are literally magic. Yeah. A couple sample answers. Yes, they make penises disappear. Lols. <laughs> uh, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, I had a one of my like friends from college, his brother posted like a picture of something on his wall. And um, it was a, he's like a PhD candidate in chemistry. And uh -huh. it said every... There's magic all around you if you don't understand science. 
Yeah. When I was in PCAM, we used to talk about how, like, we, um, there's this, like, diagram that links, like, entropy and, um, uh, like, thermodynamics and, like, all this stuff. And we call it the hooky spooky diagram. <laughs> <laughs> and we, like, always talk about, like, how things go into, like, the magical black box of, like, not understanding things. And then it just, like, comes out with whatever you want it to be. Right. Oh, so good. Okay, I have one. Go. <laughs> Why do people wipe their butt instead of washing it after going toilet? It's <laughs> disgusting, itchy, and unhygienic. Question mark. <laughs> going toilet. That's how I call. That's how we, it's that's how we call it. Wait, house. wait, it gets better. <laughs> the top answer is from Stephen. It says, "Why do you keep asking this question?" Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. So what's awesome about that is, uh, is, is Stephen, is that the top question? That's the answer. answer what, the th person who asked the question is anonymous. So anonymous keeps asking this question. Stephen hangs around on Yahoo Answers enough to notice. Yeah. <laughs> this per or trolls this person enough. That this person asks uh, this question a lot. Um, someone said, not everyone has a few thousand dollars to have a bidet installed in their bathrooms. I'm pretty sure bidets are not that expensive because my brother has one. Yeah, you can... <laughs> You can like put something. You like can put an attachment on your uh, on your bowl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I think it is weird, to be honest. What a bidet? Wiping versus oh. bidet. Bidet should be more common. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You I, still have to. It wipe also requires them. running water too. Oh, that's. I mean. I mean. Yeah, that's a good point. But I, I think. Uh, yes, you do have to. Uh, you would have to make sure uh, that things are finished yeah. uh, after bidding, but it certainly would be less. I feel like this is probably just one of those things that came out of like, there used to not be a running water and then it was like primitive running water. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, so we haven't, and then it just kind of became a part of habit to just wipe as opposed to like use water to clean up yeah here's a here's a toilet well and question. if you're like traveling too it also makes it harder to like use water right. to clean up here's a toilet question uh we should take advantage of your situation there in stockholm are the toilets different in uh, uh sweden corbin are there differences? Um, yeah, there are differences. The differences are that pretty much every toilet you can choose to uh, use less water. Uh huh. That's the only. Um, that's the only difference. Where that is, I mean, that's not. I mean, those exist in the U.S., but it's not like. I mean, like every single toilet you use here. Yeah, more, much yeah. more common. It has like the two yeah. buttons on the top. The, and also, public restrooms you actually like get a little room to go into as opposed to like stalls. Oh, okay. So like yeah, I love me one of those. If, if you find those in the U.S., it's like gold. You're either in a fancy hotel. Yeah. Or you're in a home that was built specifically that way. But One thing that I really don't care about, um, care for, I mean, are European shower st style where you don't have like an edge to your shower. Oh, yeah. It just yeah. is like all a part of the floor and there's just a drain in the floor. Hate that. Oh, really? I would think that yeah. would be okay. No, then the whole floor. No, of your because then if you're trying wet. to change later, there's water all over your bathroom floor. Like my bathroom oh, so floor not. is wet all morning. So they're not well designed, basically. Because I would think that for an access for accessibility, 
that would be fantastic. But yeah, I can see how that would be kind of a problem. I would, I would want my shower designed better so that that didn't happen. So that it would actually like go into the go into the drain, drain. rather than yeah. the rest of it. But yeah, here's here's what I was getting at with that question. Uh, long ago, 1992, I went to Germany. And it seemed common at that time for there to be a shelf in the loo, as they called it, mm-hmm. uh, onto which whatever you did was, was deposited. And then at the end, you would flush the toilet and it would slough the, the deposit into the drain. And then, and then so this is like a camper bathroom. I, I guess so. Um, like. But basically, the shelf... You know, it wasn't like, you know, as my, as my friend uh, said, you know, well, at least they don't make a broth out of it like we do. But I, I was kind of, <laughs> kind of weirded out by this shelf that, that, uh, that was, but they, you know, that's not a thing in Sweden, I guess. Or maybe so, like, not the anymore. The shelf like slides open? No, it's not. It doesn't slide. It's just like, um, if you imagine your regular toilet bowl. Yeah. But with a projection underneath. Yeah. Where you sit. And yeah. that's just where it lands. So then how does it go away? And then there's, uh, there is water as in a traditional toilet, but yes. it uh, just basically pushes it off the shelf into the, the bowl. And gotcha. this was in a newer house uh, back then. So it wasn't like an ancient home or anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have the impression that it was not uncommon, at least in, in Germany, for that to be the case. Huh. Interesting. Um, I was told at the time that it was because in the distant past... Uh, you, one had to inspect the, the, uh, the poop to make sure that there weren't, um, parasites or things like that. I don't know if that's true or not. Interesting. There you go. Okay. I have a one that's like actually has like a serious answer. Okay. We should talk about. Okay. So, um, from Yahoo answers user cookie. Is it weird to be horny and masturbating every day? I'm an 18-year-old female, single, and a virgin. I've been masturbating since I was about 13, but it wasn't often. Once every month. As I got older, I masturbated as often as I could, maybe like once a week, um, and it goes on on to that. Um, but then she says, I mean, is it healthy to be masturbating, masturbating every day? Do I have a problem? <laughs> I just feel like this is an important question because... How old? 18. Not that, I'm not sure that that matters, but okay. But like... You should not feel ashamed for your sexuality. That's what I have to say to this question. Masturbating hurts nothing. Yeah, like nobody. Yeah, you're fine. There, it's a it's a completely utterly victimless thing. Yeah, and also like you, it is not weird to be horny. Like it's not it, that is like a total normal natural process that people have, and some people have it more than others, and that's okay. Is there any conceivable? <laughs> Uh, situation where it's bad, i.e., yeah, maybe it's it, it turf, like you can't go to work because you have to. Yeah, like that would be the only like if it was interfering with life, or you're using it to like regularly escape from all of your problems to a point where like yeah, well, you know, like I don't know, it was like yeah, you know, you were avoid it. It was an avoiding behavior rather yeah. than a like. Here's a question. Oh, but can I just say oh, yeah. that um, Glory Jesus also uh, had an answer for this? One. Well, and you can guess what it. She was. does have a point. Yeah, a seven percent. Yeah, so you know, good Rating. times, good times. How often 
Should I remove my wife's chastity belt so she doesn't get an infection? Hmm. All the time. Yeah. How about All just how about just leaving it off? Uh. <laughs> Guys. Seems like a good idea. So. I'm reading the comments. I feel like we're getting to the dark part of it. Yeah. 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 Now but we're... She's like all of it. I'm reading the comments on Glory Jesus's comment on the question that I just read, and someone literally just wrote, LOL, thought your name was Glory Hell. Glory Hole. <laughs> Glory Hole. <laughs> oh, that's what you get, Glory. She's probably like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Um, This one is actually also very interesting um, to just like think about and in real life too so uh what happens to a dead man's sperm at a sperm bank can a dead person conceive or does the bank get rid of their sperm because it's too morbid to think about question mark this is a very interesting question actually and i think there are like some i think there's been like at least one lawsuit about something similar to this i like the component of that question that assumes that the sperm bank yeah. Upon learning of the man's morbid. death, it's like, oh my god, that's so morbid. We have to get rid of it. Yeah. Like that's the reason that they would get rid of it. Too morbid. Well, here, this is like I actually don't know how this works. So, because you know, like you have to pay. Like if someone is like holding on to like a sperm or eggs for you, you have to like pay. You know, like a monthly or yearly fee for them to like keep those in their storage. But so, not if you're a donor. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. It's probably different if you're. Yeah. No, if it's right. like I have the sperm for my partner's for my eggs, use. as opposed to like, or like I was undergoing cancer treatment, so I decided right. to save my sperm, versus like someone who donated. Yeah. I guess I viewed this no, question as like true. if you donated your sperm, yeah, and you died, then I guess what would they matter, do, right? Well, to me, it also matters like how the person died because. In the U.S., people have, like, very, like, complete records of, like, these people's health and stuff, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I don't know. I, here's an interesting question. If, now that we, like, have, we probably have sperm donors from, like, quite a while ago, right? So there's, like, a high potential that a lot of sperm donors are now dead. So what if, like, we keep these sperm around for, like, generations and generations and then eventually someone's like oh i want to use this sperm donor and then but like are it's like so many generations in the future that like something is different i'm just thinking about like the speed of evolution and oh, like the changes between generation to generation and like if that would have any effect it's just fun to think about so perhaps in the future the sperm w wouldn't be unviable right but they would be incompatible but it would, or like, it would like, you know, you'd have like a quote unquote old timey child from this <laughs> like old timey, timey sperm. Child. This is like the beginning comes of a great sci-fi novel. Comes out wearing short pants and a, and a newsboy cap. Yeah. yeah. That's a possibility. Yeah. This is like a great sci-fi novel just waiting to happen. There, there is a, a, uh, a phenomena on Yahoo Answers of the fictional question. The question yeah. that clearly didn't happen. A question about an event that clearly didn't happen. And yeah. and this one is a little bit disturbing. Uh, my BF stuck his entire head inside my vagina. It felt so good, but then he bit a chunk out of my uterus. Um, yeah. I don't, we, we probably don't need to address that question anymore. Uh, well, on that note... <laughs> Thank you.
I'm sorry, I killed the I killed the show. <clears throat> that's okay. Uh, but somebody had to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Do you have any cultural things you wish to any any yeah. fallopian files you want? I have to? some fallopian files. It has a tie to Yahoo Answers. Okay. So um, this is something that I've liked for a long time. Um, is the podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is very good. Yeah. So these three brothers, the McElroy brothers, yep. they <clears throat> have a podcast where they answer advice from their listeners and also from Yahoo Answers. And it is a like comedy, um, like improv type yep. uh, podcast. And it's just like really fun to listen to because they have the like... R- ability to rip riff off each other like only your siblings do like only someone who you can trust knows the exact same weird ass tv show that you watched five episodes (laughs) of when you were like 10 you know like that is the level at which like they make these weird references and it's just so funny and so good and they have a lot of spinoff podcasts and like they did a tv show yeah they have a tv show which is really good they still have that yeah it's on like vrv dot yeah 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 it was on CISO, but now CISO is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So it's called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. It's real good. It's real funny. I love the idea of CISO, but it wasn't enough and it was too expensive. Like, yeah. anyway, that's an aside. My, um, my favorite CISO show, since, we're, since we brought it up, was uh, Harmon Quest. Mm. Did you see that one? I didn't, but I heard about it and it seems like something I would enjoy. Yeah. Uh, the, the principal, the, the, the point of the show was that um, uh, this guy, whose last name is Harmon, I can't remember what his first name is, but basically he and his he and his uh, comedian buddies got together. Is it Mark Harmon? Martin, I, I don't think I don't so. Think so. I think that's, that's an actor from the eighties. Yeah. Um, he and his uh, comedian buddies get together to Dan Harmon. Is Dan Dan Harmon get together uh, to do a uh, sort of Dungeons and Dragons-esque kind of adventure. I need to watch this. Um, it's also And it's also it. animated, basically. So uh, it's super funny. And I, you know, I don't know if it's available. It's on VRV. It is. Is, on, is it VRV. continuing? Yeah. I don't know if it's continuing or not. Know. But uh, totally worth checking out. Corbin? Um, my thing is the show, I think you can watch it on Netflix. It's called Please Like Me mm-hmm. and it's an Australian show and it's four seasons and it's really funny. Um, it's about this guy, Josh and him like, I don't know. It's kind of like a coming of age sort of, he's like a college aged, um, young guy and he like the first episode and this isn't like a spoiler because it happens like right away he breaks up with his or his longtime girlfriend breaks up with him and she she's like and like he's like why are you breaking up with me and she gives him all these reasons like we've got a party he's like and then she's like plus you're gay and then he's like i'm not gay and then within the first episode he's like oh i'm totally i am gay yeah. but <laughs> um it's kind of like him and his life and his mom also like struggles with mental health issues and in the first episode, uh, she also like tries to commit suicide, and so it's about him dealing with that too. But it's really funny and it's really good, and I highly recommend it. Nice. Um, it is not on Netflix in the U.S., but it is on Hulu. So. Oh yeah, you can watch it on Hulu then. Yeah. Oh, good, sweet. Fantastic. The next time we record, Corbin will be here, and I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to give her a little body a hug. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so don't, creepy. Ju- don't make it weird. It is weird. I love it. Okay. Well, bye, kids. Bye. Bye.